Hello and welcome to the SAP Cloud Platform Podcast. This is episode 34. It is November 2017, and I am your host, Moya Watson, here in San Francisco, California. For this month, I will be joined by many other voices from around the world. So we've got an exciting episode in store for you. Back in September, if you recall, we previewed SAP Tech at Las Vegas on the podcast. And in our last episode in October, Manju gave a preview on what to look for at SAP Tech at Bangalore. Now here we are and this week in the midst of our final ticket of the year, SAP Tech Ed Barcelona. So accordingly, this time around, we're going to see if we can get a special guest on the line directly from the show floor in Barcelona to see what's going on there. Uh, in addition, Manju's in um, Bangalore and Sandy, who is from Waldorf, but live this week in Barcelona, are going to bring us a special feature on ABAP and SAP Cloud Platform. This has caused a lot of excitement online since we announced it at SAP TechEd. So we'll be talking to one of the SAP greats, Carl Kessler, who is also live in Barcelona this week. And finally, we'll also cover, as always, what's new and check out what remaining events are around the corner in 2017 as we rapidly head toward the end of the year. Okay, so first up. It is now my job to give you a quick wrap on the major new things in the platform since our last podcast episode on October 23rd. There have been several enhancements across the board since then, and I'll provide an overview across as many as I can. The first thing is Sudata Center Masquerido, Tatudo Bem Ayi. All of that to say, hello, Brazil. A new region is now productive. It's located in Sao Paulo. Brazil. You can check it out, br1.hana.ondemand.com or in regions and hosts in your cockpit. Also in the platform core, as usual, there have been updates to the HANA and the Java runtime versions on Neo and the Cloud Foundry environment on and Diego versions are updated as well, as well as the SAP UI5 distribution. So you can check about the fixes and enhancements that came with those in the release notes. Multi-target applications now support the import of SAP Cloud Platform integration content. So check that out if you're interested in the docs online. In the Cloud Foundry environment, there are some new time limitations on the trial that you should know about. So why don't you head to the release notes and documentation to become familiar with what you need to know there. Also in Cloud Foundry, administrators of global accounts can now delete sub-accounts. And in addition, there's some changes to application logging that mean you'll need to migrate your custom dashboards. So again, see those release notes. Feature flag service. Did you know about the feature flag service? It's a service for Cloud Foundry that lets you enable or disable new features without redeploying or restarting the application. And the news is it's now available for productive scenarios. So you can choose between the light and the standard plan. In connectivity, there is a new release of the Cloud Connector, and this fix fixes several issues in roles and ports and more. An update of the JCO runtime addressed several issues as well. And there are enhancements in forms by Adobe in the Neo environment that involve data migration. In workflow, there are enhancements to the Monitor Workflows app based on feedback from customers like you. There are also changes and enhancements in the My Inbox to check out. 
And in identity authentication, the SKIM REST API implementation of identity authentication was extended. This means that you can list all the groups and list the details of specific group in a tenant. Um, and in mobile, in the mobile service for development and operations, there have been enhancements to the UI. And now um, only the enhanced UI and not the older version is available. There's a new offline configuration editor that you can use to make changes to the application configuration file. Um, there have been a lot of new things and changes to content to go. So you should check those out if that's of interest to you. And you can now manage SAP Fiori clients from Mobile Service for Development and Operations cockpit. And you can use the cloud build service to build an SAP Fiori client binary using a Fiori server destination URL or custom URL. Um, new in API management, you can now update an API management service instance in the Cloud Foundry environment. In the Web IDE, there are lots of new things. In addition to enhancements to the annotation modeler, the tool formerly known as SIEM, SAP Enterprise App Modeler, is now known as Mobile Development Kit for SAP Cloud Platform Mobile Services. This is our metadata-based platform that lets you create enterprise apps without writing code. And it now provides an editor in the Web IDE. And for more information, you can see the documentation. You can also see in, in our blog role, Sue Berry put out a recent blog on the SAP community about it. So you can check that out too. Uh, there's now a Git history pane in the Web IDE to check out. And another new thing in the portal and Web IDE is the ability to create custom renderers for displaying content snippets in a different layout. Uh, in the Translation Hub, there's now um, iOS XLIF support for individual files. So you can translate iOS XLIF files. And these are, they, they come with uh, some improved detailed checks on the structure of your own language data in these files as well as various UI improvements. And finally, the Document Center has new versions of its Android and iOS apps. And in both versions, you can use a barcode or a QR code, code to trigger a search. And then on Android, you can also take a photo or a video right from your phone to store to the Document Center. And there's an update to the web app as well. When a user accesses a share via a public link, the web page also displays a description of that share. So that's uh, all of this and more for you in just the last month. I, uh, I was going to cover only a few major things, but there were just too many good things going on that we sort of tried to skim through them. So for more info on all of this, and as always, um, you can see the release notes and comprehensive documentation on the help, help portal. You can find a link to those release notes on our SAP Cloud Platform community page or watch for our regular tweets. Alrighty, let's get someone else's voice on here. Um, let's take it away for our special interview. Uh, Manju, do we have you there? Hello, everyone. I think I have a very special episode uh, for you today. I have been able to get the man himself, Mr. Carl Kessler, Vice President of the Product Management ABAP platform with me here today. A lot of people 
have been requesting that uh, they need more information of how ABAP will uh, pave its way to the SAP cloud platform and how will it be, what is the kind of roadmap and there is no one else better to answer those questions than Mr. Carl Kessler himself and uh, he's uh, joining us live from the uh, show floor at SAP Ticket Barcelona. Uh, good morning, Carl. Welcome to the SAP CP podcast. Hello, Manjo, and uh, welcome from my side as well. So thank you very much for the opportunity to share my insight here right away from uh, Ticket Barcelona. Great. Uh, so, Carl, how is Ticket Barcelona? Well, I think a uh, terrific start with uh, Beyond Keynote uh, yesterday. So uh, lots of uh, fantastic demos around the SAP Cloud Platform. And in the middle, we had, uh, of course, uh, then also about in Cloud Platform being presented. And the fine thing is, Beyond showed how to easily provision an ABAP instance uh, right away. And he also leveraged the uh, broker service uh, infrastructure of Cloud Foundry um, to enable and to call a machine learning service from within an ABAP business context. And I think that was a terrific, terrific example how you could see uh, how the ABAP now uh, really joins cloud platform activities and uh, how you can get the best of both worlds. Wow. Uh, ABAP and uh, machine learning. Uh, who would have thought a couple of years ago? Uh, and uh, did uh, did the uh, announcement uh, also get the most applause like in Vegas and Bangalore? Uh, uh, ABAP in cloud platform and uh, it was announced? Uh, absolutely. I think it was even louder. Uh, <laughs> strong support inside the audience. And I think the message uh, came through. Of course, some of the information has already been shared through the ticket websites up front, so the people were not completely surprised, let's put it that way, but they were enthusiastic, no, no doubt about that one. And we have now uh, many sessions going on uh, explaining our program uh, model in detail, showing the roadmap, uh, etc. So big, big support from the community, especially also from the mentors, so uh, Bjorn uh, mentioned the mentors explicitly in his keynote, uh, thank them for the ABAPIT uh, contribution, and we will continue on that path, I'm pretty sure. Great, great news altogether. Uh, now, um, uh, we have been having a lot of uh, blogs, code talks on YouTube where you personally have been uh, uh, involved and also uh, when Haral Cook was here for uh, uh, Ticket Bangalore, we also had a very enlightening interview with him. I also wanted to touch upon, uh, maybe go to the next level and talk about something also uh, a little different from what we have been talking. I think we have been mostly targeting what it is and how will it be when it comes onto the platform. But today we want to just try to dig in a little more deeper. Let's see how that goes. Uh, so, um, Carl, we always talk about uh, uh, when ABAP comes to the SAP Cloud Platform, we will not have exactly the ABAP. It will be what we call as cloud-optimized ABAP language. Uh, what does that actually mean for all the people who uh, are from, coming from the ABAP world? Very good question, very relevant question for the whole community, which is present here and, and certainly also uh, in, in the various countries that are working on, on ABAP. Um, well, first, first and foremost, I would say that uh, everything which we rolled out over the last couple of five years is a perfect preparation to move into the cloud. And um, um, I think one of the um, outstanding features, for example, the, our program model, the Fiori development, the core data service 
that basically stays as it, as it is. So there's not too much differences compared to what you learned over the last two to three years. So you're in a very good position if you have followed those trainings, if you have followed those activities. On the other hand side, it's also clear that uh, we are moving now to cloud operations. And that means that we don't have the same uh, level of, um, say, individualism uh, that you would expect from a classical ABAP deployment where you can basically modify all of the existing SAP coding. I mean, imagine you would modify the whole system. How could then cloud operation really manage your system? It would definitely not work. So what we um, introduce is then a means to um, sort of define a foundation, and we are still doing this, also with the support from our customers and partners to um, build, this, build upon this foundation. And uh, this foundation will allow us basically to uh, whitelist APIs and whitelist technical artifacts to be used inside your customer. And from within those apps, you then can very easily um, uh, um, call those services as long as they are really uh, whitelisted and are available for public use. That's basically our approach. And from the language perspective, to to also add this type of feature, um, you'll see um, that we have uh, eliminated, or that we are a little bit more strict compared to classic in other. Make sure um, that um, yeah, um, our our white approach is not uh, violated through clever programming. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but uh, if I may detail on that one as well, um, our idea is really to be very open and to be very conversational with our folks, with our community, to make sure that we really define this foundation in a yeah, collaborative fashion. Wow. Great to know that. Yeah, uh, uh, that answers a lot of questions that I personally also had that what it means to have a cloud optimized ABAP. Uh, we also spoke about side-by-side uh, -side extensibility of the S4HANA cloud as one of the major uh, uh, use cases or the first use cases which will also be interesting for the community to get started on the ABAP on SAP cloud platform. Now, uh, what are the kind of, let's say, the uh, uh, is there some kind of innovations or new features that are coming into ABAP releases itself, like let's say there was, I think, a recent release like the 7.52. Um, can we just talk about some innovations which actually make this possible and pave the way for uh, such a use case to be uh, uh, implemented on ABAP on SAP Cloud Platform? Very good aspect. I think, I mean, whatever we delivered uh, with 7.52, um, so that was basically the last foundation we delivered for the Espohana release. Um, there's a great share of common technology also being used in our open software platform. I'll give you a couple of examples. First and foremost, uh, you want to bring your code to our cloud platform, uh, your existing code. And uh, what we are thinking of is uh, then um, using all of our code inspector and uh, test cockpit tools and take those tools so that you can check your code, that you can analyze your code, that you can do remediation of code if necessary, and then move this. And we have uh, done very important innovations in 752 to, to ease up this process significantly. Or, for example, with tools. With the tools we have now uh, with the Eclipse uh, tooling environment that really covers all of the required editors uh, that you need in a cloud context. 
uh, I can mention, for example, the dictionary. And the dictionary was always uh, subgoole-based, and now we have the coverage of entities, of table types, etc., table definitions. Uh, they are being managed uh, in the editor, uh, in the Eclipse uh, design time environment, and this can now uh, fully be used also in the cloud platform context, and many more. So it's from a tooling side, it's from the infrastructure side, we have prepared quite a lot already in the existing release to be in a good position for transitioning to our platform. Uh, that's good to know. I think uh, DD coming on to, or the data dictionary coming on to the cloud will be uh, one of the basic things and uh, um, which we expect. And uh, great that we are also uh, uh, putting in a lot of innovations, thinking about, about coming on to the cloud and helping uh, pave its way to the cloud platform. That's great news for all of us. Um, now, uh, Maybe I try to look at it from the other way. Um, there are people who have been using um, SAP Cloud Platform for which they know they might uh, develop applications on Java, develop applications on Node.js. So when ABAP itself comes onto the SAP Cloud Platform, how exactly is this plan to run? Will it be a totally separate uh, environment or will it be another just another language available for everybody to use and the freedom of choice that we talk about? Uh, can you share some details on that aspect as well, Carl? Uh, absolutely, Mancho. And I think uh, what we try to be from the very first start is to be compliant with the existing sub-cloud platform infrastructure requirements. That means uh, our ABAP infrastructure runs with Cloud Foundry um, deployment inside sub-cloud platform, so we're adhering to the rules. But uh, let's be honest, uh, this is something which uh, is uh, also an implementation detail. As long as you have uh, a means to connect to the service infrastructure and, and get uh, service access, um, then uh, it's essentially um, independent how such an infrastructure is being implemented. The important thing is that we want to make it very efficient. We have startup plans. We had a terrific startup plan in the keynote, <laughs> shown by Bjorn, who could, uh, during his keynote, show that the instance was uh, then up and running once it was provisioned. So we'll definitely um, optimize cloud operation uh, of ABAP and the cloud platform. This is also one of the reasons why I have restricted the scope. This cloud-optimized language comes also with an optimized um, um, startup, an optimized infrastructure, but it behaves pretty much in an expected session, so there's not too much to learn in you. And uh, we think, both um, um, well, from a language perspective, the different language environments, I mean, uh, it appears uh, proven that it's uh, um, terribly easy to bring in a new language binding into a cloud foundry context. So I remember a cool demos about Python uh, being integrated. Um, so that's, that's now pretty standard. And ABAP is just another proof of that concept. Um, so from that perspective, you can really expect that we can combine and leverage best of all of these different uh, runtimes and that we, from an operation perspective, try to align pretty much to what was already there before ABAP entered the arena. Great news, great news altogether. Uh, now from, uh, let's say, let's look at it from a developer perspective. So when uh, HANA was first introduced, 
uh, hana studio itself was uh, the uh, the only way for a developer to start building uh, applications and i think for a long time now when we are talk spoken about abap and abap on hana uh, abap in eclipse has been uh, the tool of choice for all abap developers to build and i think uh, it was also mentioned during the keynote itself and also in all the other material rollout material from you and uh, the team that uh, abap in eclipse will still be the tool of choice uh, do we see any uh, um, roadmap for this to become let's say an abap web ide uh, maybe uh, converging with the overall sap web ide well uh, this question is very often uh, um, told and uh, let let me give you uh, a clear answer on that one first and foremost uh, whenever it comes to your five development we definitely position web ide that means whenever you do for example your template consuming uh, core data services uh, when you have our restful up a program model at hand and want to build um your five and your applications on top definitely web ide is the tool of choice to get this job done um with the classical code based infrastructure think of the other classes think of other function modules think of uh, repository elements the, the, the dictionary aspects that we just talked about these are pretty heavily code based and uh, we have done a very uh, thorough investment over the last couple of years into the eclipse tooling to make sure that uh, the same level of integration is there as we had it in the past and uh, we don't want to deviate from that strong infrastructure in development productivity aspect and therefore we stay with eclipse for the foreseeable future uh, we want to continue to make the back end development really uh, strongly based on our eclipse uh, plugins we have the tool update side so that will stay um, but uh, we foresee that there is uh, web based tools uh, getting more important and wherever we can integrate with uh, existing tools we do so so the best example is cr5 and there are other areas to come and let's be honest we had also a um, tool based web based tool access to our artifacts also for some in extensibility context so um, this question is by far not completely uh, out of scope uh, it's something that will drive us it's something that we will con- constantly revisit but for the time being let's be honest uh, we built on our eclipse foundation because we have done so many investments and we don't want to deviate from this strong integrated infrastructure aspect great call i think that brings in a it gives it gave a very clear answer of what to expect in the near future uh, also from uh, i just wanted to know that now you have uh, also been um, i pretty sure a lot of people customers uh, have uh, would have started to reach out to you what has been their kind of uh, response to this announcement uh, do you see that it is positive or uh, um, uh, do you see that they are still uh, a little bit apprehensive what is the kind of response that you have gauged from the community and customers also very good question so first and foremost the uh, customers are very curious <laughs> they, <laughs> they want to understand they want to understand the architecture want to understand the infrastructure partners likewise want to see okay what's in it for them um so they they, uh, they now they heard the message that they can uh, take take their existing know how i think that was a very important statement also given by Dion, um in, in las vegas originally 
And uh, I think the, the message resonates quite well. I mean, you see this from the applause in the keynote, you see it from the blog. Some critical voices here and there that's, that's also true, which, which uh, sort of uh, challenges us to make it even better. Um, that, that's all fine. We have started a customer engagement initiative, and uh, we had to keep it small <laughs> to, so that our teams are not overwhelmed uh, with support requests, especially in the initial phase, but we want to scale up. We want to also give other um, um, packages uh, to get familiar, um, but we need to do it also in a in a very managed fashion to make sure that this uh, small plant now grows nicely. Uh, and um, I think uh, we want to stay in continuous uh, dialogue with our customers and partners to build this foundation to define uh, the scope of the whitelisted APIs and elements that are needed for such kind of new applications. That's important. We want to gain feedback um, uh, about cloud operation, about efficiency, about development process, continuous integration. These type of topics are definitely something where we want to learn from our community. And this is uh, you know, basically top of our agenda mm-hmm. for the next uh, month and also years to come. And uh, I think uh, the, the response was overwhelming. Um, I haven't seen that many posts uh, for a long time. We have a contact, people joining discussions, tweeting around. Yep. <laughs> so definitely a, a large revenue. Yes, I think the engagement was uh, even overwhelming in our social channels where a lot of people had uh, uh, were very open with their opinions and uh, positive, negative both, which I think is very healthy for, the, uh, uh, for all of us too because we also need to know what it is that our customers expect. Uh, now, uh, actually, uh, we are not able to actually, I am not able to conceal my own excitement. So I know that we are just starting with the CEI phase, uh, the customer engagement initiative phase for this year uh, can I can we expect something on the trial landscape or uh, maybe do we talk of our partners do they uh, can all these can they already expect some sort of starter or innovation packages with ABAP on SAP cloud platform in 2018 yeah, exactly so I think uh, can't comment and promise today because we're still in the works and the product <laughs> is not yet there yeah but uh, it's uh, clear we need these type of startup packages uh, so that uh, there's a low entry barrier to to make yourself uh, familiar uh, um, with with the tooling, with the environment. I highly recommend, and we talked about this already, that uh, the community folks really the ABAPAs uh, take our downloads, uh, our 750 uh, download, and uh, try out um, that they make themselves familiar with the core data services. That's a perfect pre- preparation. Follow the content uh, shared here, take it, and um, and then probably will also uh, work on new ways how to easily consume uh, without being having uh, some big face force in the house. <laughs> That's also clear, but uh, we're we're working on this, and we'll need to detail this out. Absolutely. Wow. Great, great. Thanks, uh, Carl. Uh, so, um, as you've all heard, um, ABAP in SAP Cloud Platform will also now uh, help you 
use your existing ABAP skills. There is not a lot of things that uh, you will have to learn if you are already familiar with the Fury and CDS method of development. Uh, the, you will have a very quick graph uh, of being productive on ABAP on cloud platform. And uh, we as SAP are trying to bring in a lot of innovations onto the ABAP language itself and uh, looking at the different cloud operations and how to make it better. And uh, as uh, Carl has uh, promised, uh, we will all keep a close eye on when we get the next good news of this being available on trial for all of us to try our hands on. And I just want to take this uh, take this opportunity to thank Carl uh, for taking time out from his busy ticket schedule and joining us over, uh, uh, over for a podcast interview. Thank you, Carl, for all your time. Thank you, Manju. Great opportunity to share the insight and uh, I'll keep you posted, I promise, on the next uh, changes and next uh, announcements. Definitely, Carl. We will also would like to have you in our further episodes with more and more exciting uh, updates on the ABAP on SAP Cloud Platform. Thanks for joining and enjoy your ticket. Thank you, Manju. Bye-bye. Wow, that was amazing. What an amazing, in-depth, great interview. Thank you so much, Manju, and thank you, Carl Kessler. It was great to hear your voice on everything going on with ABAP and SAP Cloud Platform. Definitely stay tuned to this space. Now, I do not want to leave the show floor of Tech at Barcelona. Let's bring up the next special guest. Who do we have here? Hey, Moya. Matthias again. Matthias. Get the opportunity to talk to you. Mr. Matthias Steiner, if you're not already familiar with him, the chief evangelist and godfather of SAP Cloud Platform. So where are you right now? I'm in Barcelona, SAP Tech at the final episode for this year. Where exactly is this happening? Where are you right now? Give us a big, give at us a the, feel. It's it's the, the same place as last year. Um, I'm afraid I don't even give it a, a try to pronounce it right. It's called the Fiera Grande or something like this. So it's oh, the new Spanish. convention center that they have. And uh, it's beautiful. We have uh, sun and it's really, really uh, a nice, nice, nice weather and nice place and Nice people, so couldn't be better. That's so great. Are you uh, seeing a lot of uh, old friends and, and new friends? And yeah, so we have a we have a, a really good um, attendee rate once again. So we have roughly four thousand five hundred, at least that's the number I keep uh, I keep hearing. And uh, so yeah, it's it's a really great turnout, and yeah, all the usual suspects are here. So it's it's good. good so no, good so. Networking. So at this point, it's uh, midweek, and there's a couple days under the belt at TechEd, and I guess one of the main events was we had another keynote, didn't we? Yes, we did, and it went extremely well once again. It seems like Bjorn is really getting into the flow, you know, acting as Captain Kirk, and the ladies from the team, Sindhu, Yana, and everybody else, they're doing a great job, so really, really professional. So it seems like they really got into the swing. So, yeah, great keynote, great feedback from what I heard, I, I think. Bjorn really uh, strike by the impression with his ironing at the beginning. So, yeah, good stuff. They're going to have to keep those uniforms and wear them to work now, aren't they? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I think they will hang them, you know, in the floor as a, as a, as a sign of a, of a milestone achievement. And he's already thinking about the next thing. So, well, he's always <laughs> evolving. That's just like, yeah. just like the platform right. itself, continuous evolution. Absolutely. I just saw on Twitter couple of pictures of a session that you were doing that was completely full. Uh, what was that session and what were you talking about? 
So I, I, I'm doing three sessions this year. So one is just a high-level overview. Uh, was valid centered as well uh, on, on Tuesday. Today I had a, a session on microservices, and I had a code review on the same topic, and both were like standing rooms only. So I'm, I'm really? really, really positively surprised to see so much of interest on those topics, and the feedback I received was really, really good. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy, as you can tell. Wow. So, what do you do? You think the microservices message and the platform message is really coming through? Um, and are people actually productively building things, or are they still in the learning phase? I think it's a mix of both. Um, so, the, the, we have quite a range of, of questions. Some are like you can tell they're just getting started, but are considering cloud platform as as one potential solution. To, to their challenges and opportunities. Others are clearly further down the path and have really concrete questions, you know, really really taking it to a level where I sometimes even have to refer them to, to experts on the respective oh. fields. So it's, it's a good mix. Well, that's um, great. Yeah. Well, as we know, it's the top tech event for, for SAP, <laughs> probably for the enterprise um, of the year. So it's good that you're out there getting all that knowledge across and that people are really interested in it. Um, what are your... Maybe top takeaways from all of the uh, people you're talking to, all the customers and users and partners. Um, I mean, the things we we would have expected. So above in the cloud is certainly uh, a lot of interest in that topic here. Um, of course, we we keep telling them this is just a lab preview. We don't have all the answers, hmm. but this is by intention because we explicitly opted to say let's give them involve the the users early on to get their feedback and see what they're what they're trying to accomplish and in order be, to wait and keep it locked locked up for longer. Um, so um, I, I think that resonates well. Um, and uh, the beta program is already fully staffed from what I know. So oh, let's great. see what comes out of this. The other things that are now, except the, the power users, like Dick Hirsch, he wrote a very interesting blog the other day about um, what's next up with uh, Kubernetes and container orchestration. Oh, yes, um, we yes. We did a really, really good blog on Diginomica, so I want to plug right, that one. We did one. see that, that Diginomica one. We also just, uh, just got an interview in with Carl Kessler. So, um, you know, Manje was talking with him, and we're, we we plopped that right. on the podcast, too. So any other awesome. closing thoughts about what's next for you and how this year is wrapping up? Because we're, we're getting into the end of 2017, and maybe um, maybe a prediction for 2018. Yeah, so as you know, uh, after the game is before the game. Uh, mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, we'll just close it up with a retrospective on TechIt um, this year in just two weeks, and then take that input uh, and, and mix it up with the uh, yeah, executive expectations on where we want to uh, go with TechIt. As, as some people may know, we're now on a journey to slowly transform the program to also yeah make it more um, appealing to a non-traditional SAP audience. So this is... Um, then I'm just starting in, in January, I guess. Then and then it's uh, FCOM and DCOM, our internal uh, events, to yeah to brief the sales and the development teams respectively on where we want to go. And I think the the the, the, the top topics uh, we already touched upon. This is um, ABAP. This is um, evolving Cloud Foundry further. Our multi-cloud strategy plus a little bit of uh, container orchestration, joining the the ever-growing family of, of, of functionality that we have in cloud platforms. So these are the, the main things, and, and uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more uh, stuff coming on all areas. Um, we just released mobile SDK uh, version 2. 
and this is getting a lot of traction here as well. Um, and uh, then on the on the UI front, um, we have the new addition to the family with Experience Maker um, that's coming along very nicely. So yeah, across the board, lots of stuff, and, and a little bit of ironing as well, of course, um, to make sure that the platform can yeah uh, scale as we onboard new customers and partners. So it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, that's a. I did the what's new segment this time in the podcast, and it was only three weeks since the podcast before, and it's just a seven-minute-long segment of all sorts of good stuff that that the team yeah. is working on, and yeah, so the, the enthusiasm is growing externally and I guess internally as well. It's a really great platform to be a part of. So, and it's really yeah, great working in, together with you. Um, oh yeah. So you I'll heard it. Same here. You heard it in. Uh, you heard it here from Matthias, folks. We're going to be reaching out to you, SAP and non-SAP audiences alike, in 2018. So really looking forward to that. And want to say thank you, Matthias, for joining us from Barcelona. Hey, my pleasure. Muchas gracias. Thanks for having me. Have a great yeah, rest of your trip. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, go have a cerveza or something. Yes, yes, that's up to plan for tonight. We have the party um, at the beach. Uh, last year was fantastic, so I don't expect anything last this year. So enjoy, exactly. do not uh, enjoy responsibly, yeah. and I look forward to talking to you again, do. Matthias. Thank you for talking with us. My pleasure. Take care. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? I hope you all agree that if you were in TechEd Barcelona this week, or TechEd Bangalore last month, or SAP TechEd Las Vegas in September that you had a great time and you learned a lot about the product while you were there. And in our final segment here, we're gonna take a peek in fact at the rest of the upcoming events where SAP Cloud Platform plays a role in the next few weeks. It is not all over with SAP TechEd. Uh, we hope you got to spend some time here, but uh, if not, do not despair. There are actually still a ton of events coming up in 2017 still before we close out the year, especially for community events. We have very strong inside track agenda for the rest of the year. And you can, again, you can find these events on the events page from our community page. So check them out if you hear of any of these that are of interest to you. Um, coming up already next next week, we've got an SAP inside track in Tokyo. And following that, there's one, oh gosh, almost every other day, um, there's one in Tokyo, Bogota, Hertogenbosch, Copenhagen, Sao Paulo, Waldorf is coming in um, November. We're going to do a an uh, SAP Fiori Makers Design Bootcamp. And after that, uh, at the end of November, we are coming back to Las Vegas, Nevada for a special SAP Insider event, um, an SAP Cloud Platform seminar. So that is a great chance to find out more about SAP Cloud Platform. And also at the end of November, we'll be in Sydney with the Inside Track Sydney. And beginning of December, we are going to go to Paris with another Inside Track. Um, so check us out. And remember, there are many ways for you for you to get involved with SAP um, online or on the on the community at these events. Uh, you can have a have a code jam. You can bring SAP Cloud Platform to your town. Code jams happen all around the world and anyone can request one of those. You can send your inquiries to sapcojam at sap.com. So that is a wrap for episode 34 of the SAP Cloud Platform podcast in November 2017. Remember to keep engaging with us online, share your knowledge via blogging or on Twitter or at all of these great events. 
And if there's anything you want to hear about on this podcast, you can connect with us via SAPCP on Twitter. We will be listening for you and looking forward to your contributions. Till then, this is the SAP Cloud Platform Podcast. Look forward to hearing from us again in our next episode in December 2017 with very special hosts from a place in the Netherlands that I already mispronounced, so I I will try not to mispronounce it again. But uh, needless to say, you will want to set your podcast feeds. And don't miss tuning into that to find out who and what's in store there. Thanks a lot. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the SAP Cloud Platform Podcast. In case you are interested to learn more about SAP Cloud Platform, visit our homepage at cloudplatform.sap.com. The SAP Cloud Platform Podcast is powered by OpenSAP. OpenSAP is SAP's innovative learning platform and a thought leader for enterprise massive open online courses. It provides you with an engaging and effective learning experience through gamification and by connecting you with other learners and SAP experts. OpenSAP courses are free of charge and are offered in English. Enroll today in one of our OpenSAP courses at open.sap.com. Thanks a lot and see ya.